Hey everyone, my name is Justin Odisho. This is the Justin Odisho podcast. Today on the show, I have one of the most highly requested guests that we've gotten since we started. He's a director, a video editor, uh, works on all types of other creative projects. His name is Zach Matthias. He goes by the name of Lone Wolf. You've probably heard of him. So Zach, thanks so much. Welcome to the show. Of course. Thanks for having me. Honestly, uh, so we've, been, little... we've been, I'm just going to say like, we've been meaning to do this for like a year or two. So I'm glad like this is finally happening. It's like on COVID time, but like, yeah, thanks for having me in this weird predicament. Sure. <laughs> yeah, honestly, we, I was meaning to, cause you're, you are, have been in Indiana, right? Like you, you grew up in Indiana, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, as far as like, do you mean like COVID during well, COVID? But so I was going to say, cause I'm in Michigan and we're both in the Midwest. Yeah. So I was meaning to actually just drive out there. Cause it's only a couple hours. And like we were, we've been meaning to do this for, for yeah. at least a couple of years, but it's funny how now we're all locked in and now we actually finally get it done. <laughs> we're like, yeah, let's just do it. Fuck it. But yeah, I uh, moved to Chicago in August and, um, yeah. I love it out here. It's it's chill. It's like weird because I'm ducked off, but at the same time, it's like I don't know. I like it. I like the freedom and just like being away from like my mom's crib. <laughs> yeah. So now yeah. now that I'm like I have my own like office, it's like it's nice. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that on Instagram. Uh, you got that cool office. Really. Uh, so you find that a useful way to like actually be more productive is split like the crib and yeah. the office. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I think it's like now that I have a space, it's like, okay, now I got to get to work. You know, I don't have yeah. like, like I have my desktop like in my bedroom, but when I do like all of my effects and everything and just like merch and everything, it's like now I have an office to like do it. So it, it makes me want to like work for sure. Yeah. So there's, there's so much we can get into, like you're talking about like effects and merch, but like before anyone who's not familiar with you, um, like you've worked on projects for names like Lil Uzi Vert, Meek Mill, uh, Trippy Red, like all basically like all all the big names that you you hear about, especially in the music video industry and even like yeah. in the advertising world. I see that you're getting into, but I kind yeah. of I, I want to hear like how how did you even get to this point? Like how does someone start working on projects for these huge names? I'm sure it's a long journey, so we got time. <laughs> No, yeah. So, okay. Rewind to maybe 20. Oh, we can go further. Let's go further. Take it back. So, I, um, my brother had like an old movie camera. It was like Sony camera, took tapes. And, uh, yeah, we would just, I was in front of the camera. I love being in front of the camera, just like doing skits. And like, we used to watch Jackass and just like recreate skits and stuff. So we went from that and just like messing with Windows Movie Maker, making skate videos. Um, don't look it up, but there's like videos out there of me um, like teaching people how to skate and stuff <laughs> like as a kid, like 2009. And um, yeah, that's how I started. And then I had friends at school that um, made music and they're like, yo, can you shoot a video? I'm sitting here with like, my little skate fisheye like camera. I'm like, all right, we can we can figure it out. So yeah, basically went from there, being in Northwest Indiana, reaching out to Chicago artists. Um, it was like a snowball effect. It was just like, okay, 
Now I'm working with ADOT. He's from Chicago. Frico, he's from Chicago. And then this artist, Lucky, hits me up. And I'm like, I'm like talking to ADOT and Frico. I'm like, do you know Lucky? And they're like, dude, he's a legend. Like, work with him. So it was just like, okay, cool. Like, now I'm finding my way. There's a... Natural. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just saying, it, it felt natural. Like, supernatural. It sounds supernatural, not supernatural, like crazy, but yeah, uh, yeah. it is also supernatural. But um, there's a big step in there that I think like, uh, so let's say, how old were you at the time? Like, you're probably a teenager doing these skate videos? Yeah, it was um, like sophomore, junior year of high school. Okay, so there's definitely age. a lot of kids that hit me up on Instagram um, who I feel like are around that age. Uh, when I, I asked anyone, like, if they got any questions for you. So you you kind of mentioned something that I think people would have a question about. You're like, uh, you went from shooting videos for your friends and then you hit up artists, but like, mm-hmm. get into that. Like, did you just like look up people's, what made you decide to hit up a music artist? Like, that's a big yeah. step there. So, and I don't know why this me- memory is so vivid. Um, I was in my basement and at the time, like, I was in sports, working out, and I used to listen to Superboy. I don't know if you know who Supa is. Shout out to Supa. But I was working out, and then I was on SoundCloud, and um, basically Frico came on, like, the recommended, like, the autoplay. And I'm like, who is this? Damn. Because even working with, like, Supa seems so far-fetched. So I was just like, let me hit up this dude, Frico. And... I remember going upstairs after working out and I made an email and I was nervous. I was just like, damn, like, what if he like doesn't respond, blah, blah, blah. But like he ended up responding the same day and then I end up going to Chicago. But yeah, I was just working out, you know, getting my reps in and it just ended up like, whoa, this artist from Chicago wants to like do a video just because I hit him up and that's like a big thing too because like i feel like a lot of people are afraid to like hit up people that they admire or that they just mess with and it's like that's what i did and that's how i'm here right now you know like yeah yeah it's tough like even myself like reaching out to people for the to be a guest like you don't want to feel like you're bothering someone or like taking yeah no but or it's just like yeah sorry my bad oh no you're good well it's just like it's just like I feel like with the internet, it's like everybody is just like, damn, like afraid of like rejection or just like, you know, like you don't see this person. So it's like you hit them up and like maybe they just won't respond or like it's like a risk, you know, it's easier to just live your own life. But I think just hitting up who you admire and just be like, yo, let's shoot a video or just like I love this song, blah, 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 like or just telling them like, like keep keep up the good work or you know just reaching out is like big you know because you never know they'll be like damn i've been thinking about working with this dude now that he hit me up that's another story um this artist not kel smith i reached out to him and i was just like just like yo i I appreciate you like because he's he's a skateboarder and he makes music so it was like once i hit him up the same day he hit me up and then we shot a video (laughs) so it's just reaching out like going on a whim and being like all right let me just hit them up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, like, when you hit them up, I think people would be interested in this. Like, 
what are you showing them like do you have a do you have a website do you have a catalog of old videos or like why should they say yes to you or such yeah. random stranger like you got to yeah. show something yeah. right yeah i think even when i reached out to frico like i had a youtube channel and i think he was able to look at that and be like okay cool and even at the time it was like coming up there wasn't a lot of videographers you know and this is like that's crazy that's like three years ago like a couple mm -hmm. years ago it was like there's only a couple video people that shoot there wasn't like a a presence like a director presence like oh that's lone wolf you know like it was like okay cool you know it was like lyrical lemonade they were doing cool shit so it was like you know and just just going out and shooting you end up building connections and you start like finding your style so it was like a big thing is like when you hit them up if you're hitting them up on instagram or yeah just sending a link i've sent out like a decent amount of links like here's my website here's my instagram or like hitting up the artist manager like just things like that you know yeah yeah, yeah i feel like that's really important like having something to show for like if you're not working for other people at least like be working on your own website or your own designs or whatever so you're yeah. you're always doing something but yeah. uh i mean that's that's all really good points like not being afraid of rejection and even even like you said i still send out those emails i don't even want nothing from the person but like i'll be like hey man i, I really like your youtube channel like just keep doing what you're doing and i yeah. don't want nothing but it's 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 appreciated and you never you really do never know where things will go like you know, here we are doing this interview. I don't even know how we got connected, but I mean, people DM me your stuff like for the past couple of years. Like, hey, yeah. how do you do Lone Wolf? How do you do this effect? Or, hey, have you seen yeah. these guys' videos? So let's talk and about that. Crazy. Like, go ahead. Well, just just to like, because I feel like people don't, people know you, but it's like they don't realize you're a legend too. You know, <laughs> I appreciate like, that. Like in your own way, it's like, bro, I've that's how I learned like doing like Premiere and stuff. It was just like looking up little things like how do you how do you put like i think there's one that you did it was how do you put like a um like a video in a text you know like oh, so yeah, it's like the text video. with the video you know it was like and it was your video <laughs> um like every time that I, I would just that's how i learned it was just looking up how to things on youtube and it was cool like because you're like the goat of that you know <laughs> i really appreciate it. that's but, really cool honestly um yeah. yeah and uh yeah a lot of times people ask like to see like my work or something it's cool how like everyone has their own lane like i am sharing these things and then like it might help someone like you who's also doing like legendary stuff um but yeah. this gets into so much like uh how like how did you learn editing so you're already getting into it like um yeah. someone wanted me to ask you if you like have gone to film school if you have any sort of like professional training or like did you just kind of learn from yourself like do people ask you for a resume or what school you go to now that you're working with big <laughs> names yeah for sure I, I get like resumes all the time um and just people that say like what school did you go to and um yeah I went to I didn't go to school but I went to Purdue Calumet for graphic design because at the time I'm like I mean, I want to get into the art field. So I started going to school for like two semesters. And then I was like, I'm not really into it. So I dropped out. But 
Yeah, it's cool that people ask that because I think it's important to just, and I've like talked about it pretty like openly about like, it's cool to like go to film school, but also be like out shooting. You know, if you want to be a director, it's cool to like build connections when you go to school. Like, like just because I dropped out, I'm not like saying like you don't need that shit. I think just go to school, build connections. But then have your camera on you if you want to go shoot a short film with your friends or just being on the Internet. The Internet's like the biggest cheat code right now, you know, and it's just like one of those things that we don't realize how valuable it is in our field. But when you start thinking about it, it's like, okay, like what we were just saying, like you can hit up whoever and you could be going to school and then hitting up artists and then they see that you're like, in school or you're just working on stuff professionally and you just have a portfolio built. So that's like the thing that will grab people. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't go to school, but I was always with my friends just shooting. And I think in that it just, it was a snowball effect of just piling on work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, one thing I do notice from following you is, I mean, one being like, you've been like, you're like, in, in the midwest like indiana and now you're in chicago recently um like i'm also in michigan and you know sometimes i always have to like go to new york or go to la because like everyone's in new york or la um but i think yes. it's cool <laughs> that uh i think it's what i noticed from watching you is like you are kind of coming up with with your friends like with your homies and like is that is that true or am i just like projecting that like do you bring your no. friends on projects at, yeah and, of course dude that's what I was, yeah, I love that you asked that just because, like, I think you get to a point in your career where you're like, I can do this by myself. Like, I love editing. I love that process. But it's like, if your homies are, like, trying to get into the field, you can help, you know, you can, you can, like, give them opportunities. And in that, it's like, I call it planting the seed. You know, you, you give, if you have, like, this flower, and and you're getting seeds from it you're going to want to give seeds to other people so then they can build their own you know their own garden so to speak so it's like i feel like definitely like my friend matt for example he's like just started getting into cgi stuff like blender like all that and he's working so fast and now he's just getting opportunities you know and and that's just beautiful to see because it's like yo <laughs> we're in this position where we can help people and then the people that we help can help other people so it's just like building this whole community you know it's cool yeah yeah i think it does snowball like especially like everything you're saying is like starting out local and then like kind of building out from there and instead of just like because i think what's important for people to notice is like you're saying i mean i'm familiar with some of these names you're saying some of these chicago artists and stuff but so yeah. they're they're not like you didn't jump straight into working for like on Lil Uzi Vert videos no, like no. you start out like with what's around you like your friends the artists that are like kind of that that are in your circle so I mean yeah. I think one thing that's important as because a lot of times as as behind the scenes people like you know we don't get the most spotlight it's like the artist is mm -hmm. the one who gets the spotlight but yeah. I think one way that you can elevate like or build up your brand is not only being like the director and the editor, 
but kind of being like the talent scout, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's so true. It's just like once you, I mean, it all comes down to like just having an eye for that and an ear for it, you know? Because now it's like, um, for example, I did a video for this guy, Land Party, and he's from Chicago. And um, he makes like, I think at the time he ha- he had to have had like 300 SoundCloud followers, but he had the most beautiful music I've ever heard. Like, I was just like so blown away. And I'm like, who is this guy? We end up following each other. And I'm like, please come to Indiana. Like, I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going <laughs> to we're going to shoot something. So it's like, yeah, it's cool that like you can work with these artists and like, yeah, just having like an ear for it and you can kind of just pave a way or if, or it's like me as the director, I can have an artist send me a song or a couple songs and we can go through it and be like, what's the one that would be best, you know, with how your editing is, like what we're both feeling. So it's like, yeah, in a way, because I feel like I look at myself as like a director at editor. But at the same time, I look at myself as like a talent scout or like a just like a creative person, creative director. And like, yeah, I mean, if you love videos, you love art, like I make artworks like it's it all comes full circle. And like, yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like you said, with the whole planting the seed analogy, like maybe you don't just jump straight into like where the big tree is and sit in the shade. But like you plant the seeds with what's around you and you come up yeah. and then in a few years time, like that's how you get to that spot, like with yeah. what's what's up next. Like things are changing so yeah. much. But uh, you you are more than just a director and editor. I kind of want to get into this. Like, first of all, we haven't even touched on to like one of the most important things I want to ask you is like people mm-hmm. love your style, like like the whole uh, it's a lot of analog stuff. I saw a picture on your Instagram with your new office. You got this big desk with all these like tape and paper and scissors. Yeah, yeah. And, and so yeah. like, first of all, I mean, there's so much like you make graphic designs. You have your own like clothing line, which mm-hmm. is cool. Are you definitely like, it's not just like a merch line that some like most people do. Like you actually do yeah. drops and, and designs. Like tell yeah. me about some of all this different like analog stuff that you're working on damn you like spreading it out like what i do makes me feel like <laughs> like so good <laughs> it's just like it's dang like, I, I i do do that <laughs> sometimes i'm just like chilling i'm like am i doing enough and then yeah it's cool to know that like you notice that but yeah so now i mean just being able to have merch drops because people have asked me a good amount of time, like, where's the merch at, you know, turn in, it all just turns into like, yeah, I can do that, you know? And I mean, it, it all feels so like full circle just because me and my brother had a clothing line in 22 or 2012, uh, sorry. 22, we had a clothing line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 2022. We had a clothing line. No, but, but in 2012, we had a clothing line called rookies apparel. And we would um, throw shows when well, my brother threw shows like for bands and stuff. And we would have our own merch, like baseball tees, like, you know, just like throwback type designs. And um, yeah, so making merch, it was like now that I knew that, like how how clothes were sold, 
how to ship clothes. It's like, all right, cool. Like I can make merch. I can do that. And, um, yeah, sorry. I didn't know what was your question. Oh, no, no, there's, there's more. So, I mean, first of all, that's one thing. Like you do got cool merch. It's not just like you're like it all, it kind of all fits in. Like when I think of lone wolf as of right now, I'm sure you're always going to be evolving, but like, Mm -hmm. I do think of these cool, like definitely DIY, like handcrafted, um, yeah, like handcrafted DIY style in the age where so many people are just doing like a lot of these digital effects and whatnot. How did you yeah. kind of hit on that style at first? Like, especially with like the paper um, rips and and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I started off using a lot of presets. And I mean, we both know it's like it's very limited. So you start to like think like, hmm, what can I do? to like change that you know and it was the what video was it it was rari this artist rari and warhol and um we did a video and i remember wanting to go so crazy because <laughs> i'm like this is our i worked with rari and i've never worked for warhol and um i looked up to warhol a lot and i was like okay I need to like think outside the box. So it was just a matter of like, you ever watch like Jimmy Neutron where he had like a brain blast? I think (laughs) that birthed my style. (laughs) Like it went into my ear and was like an image of like DIY shit. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I can take this image. I can burn it. Like, you know what I mean? And it turned into like my whole style. It was just like, it just came out of nowhere. And I remember being like, my brother was like, um, cause I started using it and he was like, are you going to use that forever? You know, I was like, damn, he's right though. Cause it's like, you got to learn how to switch it up, you know? So it's like, I think that birthed me, that definitely birthed me like wanting to try out new ways of using this new media that I found out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like yeah you can it's not necessarily like are you gonna use that forever it's kind of cool because it's literally thinking outside of the box like outside of the box of the computer and what's in there for the effects you now opened up this this uh whole analog world of like there's uh, there's all types of media formats like i remember in high school um we would always have like a different project i had art classes and stuff we would always have a different project every week and, you know, yeah. one day we'd be working with like uh, clay or one day we'd be working with ink stamps or one day yeah. we'd be like, you know, doing collages. And I feel like we we kind of forget about all that. And it's funny you yeah. bring it all back in. It brings in like unlimited possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. And and um, I just feel like that's what makes all of this seem so surreal is because when I'm sitting here with my big desk coloring doing rip outs and all that i'm like i'm really building a career off of having like art class like my whole life like my whole by the time i wake up doing edit like i'm just in art class you know like so it's it's definitely a privilege you know i feel grateful to like be in this position where it's like now i have my own signature style and and it's challenging because 
it's like it's growing but it's you're always trying you know as a creative you always want to innovate you always want to be thinking of the next thing so it's like in this diy world the possibilities are honestly endless you know if you can sit there with a magazine and cut it out make a whole video out of it out of just cutting out images that you like and there's millions of magazines that's the way i look at it whenever i have like a creative block it's like you can honestly take a magazine and create a whole world out of it like i've done videos um where it was just like i ordered a bunch of time magazines and just cut them out like cool images and turned it into a whole music video and that magazine was like a dollar <laughs> and it's like you can create whole worlds out of nothing it's it's amazing yeah you ever go to a thrift store like sometimes i'll go to a thrift store and someone will have left like a hundred national geographics yeah, and they're yeah. like buy the whole thing for like two bucks yeah i never thought of yeah. that no yeah it's like you can just buy a whole lot like if you go on ebay look up a lot of like time magazines you can get a whole stack of them for like 20 20 bucks like easy you know bro people were selling leaves on ebay i looked like during the fall <laughs> like people were selling no pressed way. leaves because <laughs> i was thinking no like, that's free free money like there's so many leaves just sell them on ebay. <laughs> dude people will just buy them for real I don't know how sustainable that is, but yeah, just looking around yeah. you, like with, with what's around you and like re repurposing it and, and like mm -hmm. reforming it. But so like how long, so since everything is kind of a DIY craft, how long are you spending on each video nowadays? Is this like, are these things that take you like weeks and weeks? Are, are you able to do mm -hmm. like a run and gun and whip it out like same day? Like, yeah. So what's your process like? Yeah, I try to stay away from doing the edits that take a day. You know, I don't like turning it around. And when working with labels, you definitely have to keep in mind that there is a deadline, but you're also able to be vocal about that. You know, as a director, you can be an editor. It's like, I get that they're trying to release a song at a certain time. So you got to, you got to try and meet that deadline, but it, if it feels like, okay, we need this turned in tomorrow. I'm just going to be like, honestly, with the work that I do, I can't, you know, I can't, even if I spent 24 hours, you know? Um, so ideally I wouldn't want to, um, spend a day or two on an edit just because it's almost the way I look at it is like a painting, you know, like a painting can take two days or it can take two years. <laughs> so it's like, however you feel about it you know and it's music videos but so it's different but i try to spend within you know between three days at the very least three days to maybe two weeks three weeks you know on an edit so it varies and it depends on like the the footage you know you can i like to have clean edits um of course i like putting my style on things but if it's not needed or if I shot on film and all the footage looks pretty, I'm just going to be like, this doesn't need my effects on it. So definitely keeping in mind um, the feel of the song and the feel of like all the footage. But if I'm sitting here working on, for example, the one I told you about, it was this artist, um, Chris Yu. And um, 
that was when I ordered all the Time magazines. That took that took a good two weeks because each scene is like, okay, what am I using for my background? What am I using um, to build on that background? What am I using to like fly past? Like then you have to cut everything out and you have to find the images that like fit. So it, it can take up to like two weeks for sure. Yeah. yeah, I think that's important to hear. Like sometimes you might got to say no, like not taking on every project. And mm-hmm. and like what's super important, I think you said, is something that trips a lot of people up. Like you don't always have to put like as many effects as possible into something. Like a lot of times I teach, I teach a bunch of effects, but I also make videos teaching like, and when you're editing, think of like what can you take away and cut out and cut down rather than like what can you add on top sometimes it's like a good mind mindset shift yeah, yeah. uh but yeah. i want to ask so working with these big names right like it must come with a lot of different things like a fr- compared to working like with your friends right where you're probably making mm-hmm. skate and i'm i'm assuming like did you used to make those for free or like I'll like, yeah. I'll get you, uh, we'll go get dinner on me or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or like just for fun. It, yeah. Well, the skate edits were always free just because I was wanting to make edits and like skate and get as much footage as possible. But when I started reaching out or excuse me, when I, when I started working with like artists from school, it was more of like, a. I got you, you know, like, we'll just make this music video because it's like, it feels cool. And it's like, we're just working on something we, you know, and then it started to get to the point where it was like, I can start charging. And so the first paid video that I did, it was $35. (laughs) (laughs) And it was these two artists, you know, and they could have gave me 20 each, you know, like they could have gave me 40, but I got 35, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sitting, I'm like, this is cool. I got paid. I'm like, cool. Like I was working a minimum wage job and getting $35 outside of that job just felt like, damn, like this is like maybe half a shift at work, but like, I'm just having fun. And then the second one was $60. And even then I was like, it was my homie. And I was like, and we worked at the same job and he was like, I got you. So he paid me 60. And even then I was like, me being me, I'm like, damn, he just paid me like this, my guy. But like, I didn't even want him to pay me. And then my rate started being 150. So going from 35, 60, 150, and then 300, you know? So it was like, it's definitely a, a, a process, but you have to do a lot of videos for or you don't have to do a lot of videos for free but it's like building that portfolios even if it's with your friends that make music it's like you're building that but i know you talked about it too like charging for your work that's so important it's like especially this day and age it's like people have to eat you know so it's like even on the artist side just keep in mind if you're an artist that like makes x amount of money it's so appreciated by like if you're giving um your director like a hundred bucks 200 bucks during it like just something to make them feel like they're like working towards something because yeah they're like starstruck if you're like a big artist and you get to do this for free but at the same time 
I think it we should be vocal about like the exchange, you know. It yeah, they're giving you a platform, but at the same time, like right now, people need that, you know, or it's like that boost will like inspire somebody to be like, damn, like now I'm getting like paid, like finally, and then you start like building a career. So it's like it feel it takes it out of that hobby like lane and more of like a career just by paying somebody, you know. So yeah, it's all small progression. Like, like you said, mm-hmm. you you don't just jump right in, but you do become more valuable. Like, you were getting better. You were you did have more experience to bring to the table, and now yeah. like as you've built up, you have your own. You also provide a platform. Like, if somebody get their video shot by Lone Wolf, there's gonna be people that just like like your stuff, and you might be able mm-hmm. to put artists on in that way. So yeah. it kind of like is it's all mutual, and you kind of build up to it. Um, but now, so like working with like, what are some, so that's how it is working with like your homies. It's like all fun. It's really easy. And like, you just kind of figure out now, what have you learned though, working with like the biggest names? Like what's it like? Do they send, do they send like contracts, lawyers? Like, do you have to have your own lawyer? Are you still like a one man person? Like what can people expect? Yeah. For example, this project that, um, that I just finished up. I can't say the name, but it was like an NDA thing. It was like, we got to send you an NDA before you even talk about anything. I was like, okay, cool. So yeah, that process, it's like, it's always weird when you're working with like an artist. Well, it's not weird, but like you're working with the artist, you sign a form, but then you're not talking to the artist. Sometimes you're talking to their manager. So it's like this weird, like, oh, blah, blah, blah says that you should add this, you know? I mean, it's cool, but, um, yeah, it's different for a lot of artists. Sometimes you speak directly to them. Sometimes you can call them, they FaceTime you. And then there's like the type that have a manager. So you just talk to the manager. So I don't mind either way of communicating, but yeah, that process is, is definitely interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Just something for people to like keep in mind. But so let's talk about like, we talked about pricing a little bit, like definitely working out, but let's talk about gear. Like this whole time, like you said, you just had this old camera, but like, did you, like once you started getting paid more, did you invest it back into stuff? Now, clearly like you invested into a whole office, like you got this vision for this thing. I mean, yeah, you're making a, so just for anyone out there, like you're making a living right now as an, in, like a full-time living as a creator, right? That's possible, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's insane, but yeah. I have been for 2018, so two years, three years, maybe. I'd say two and a half years. Yeah, it seems so short. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, it's, it's cool. everything moves so fast online. So yeah. So nowadays, like, what is your, what is your gear like? Do you have you have the, like yeah. the the office, the crafts? You have the. Uh, Someone wanted me to ask you, like, what printers and scanners you use. Like, do you have all this different type of stuff? Yeah, yeah. We can we can go down the timeline. So, um, I, first, it's my favorite story to tell because it makes me feel cool. I, <laughs> all right, when I went to college, I had financial aid, and I bought a Honda Accord. And that, that was my favorite car at the time. I was like, dang, let's go. Stick shit. So that car kept breaking down. So I ended up buying or selling that car for a couple hundred bucks and I bought 
um, with working. I sold the car, added money. I had a bucket underneath my bed, and I would just put money in it. And I ended up buying a um, a GH4. Oh, wait, no. I bought a Canon T3i. <laughs> and uh, from there, I got a GH4, and I still have that GH4. And um, from there, I bought the uh, Blackmagic, the 6K. And that one was, like, really cool because shooting on, like, Red Dragons, um, it was, like, pretty similar. Like, as far as, like, having – but it was so much more convenient having a Blackmagic. And, and that's kind of what I use um, to this day is my Blackmagic. Um, if it's not, like, a big-budget video and I'm just shooting, I'll use, like, a Blackmagic with just, um, I think, like, a – forgot what kind of lens i have but yeah um that camera was definitely a game changer because when i whenever i went to la i had a red i think we had a red dragon out there and um yeah going from that to like the black magic um it's, it was like having good quality in like one you know digital dslr um so yeah as far as printer goes i have I used to have this old, um, I think it was an Epson printer, or it was an HP. It was the Office Jet P. Uh, and whenever I printed it out, it was just like the images were just not the best quality. So recently I got like an Epson 4670 or something like that for anybody that wants to know. It's a scanner and a printer. So it's like, <laughs> it's one of those, you know, it, it was like, I think it was like four or 500 bucks, but if you want to invest in a good printer, and scanner it hasn't done me wrong yet so <laughs> uh, i always yeah. hate looking for, i was looking for some stuff like that and like you go on amazon and then like there'll be a bunch of five star reviews then like there'll be like a bunch of one star reviews They're like this broke the first day i got it but no I way hate, i hate i hate yeah. reviews yeah but, um, that'll scare you one thing my bad one thing i wanted to say no, too good. was when i had that um that hp um printer god i because ink is not, I'll say this, ink is not cheap. Mm-mm. I I probably spent a good $100 a month on ink. And, you know, and it just adds up. Like, the people at Best Buy would just be like, what's up? You getting ink? I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so now that, I have, now, that I have, now that I have this Epson printer, the cartridges of ink are, like, fat. And it's, like, different colors. And it's, like, I mean... I've been using it for like since I moved here. So like August, September and the ink levels are like I've been going to town on that thing and the ink hasn't been, you know, depleting that fast. So yeah. I didn't even think of that. Like we're talking about all this analog stuff, like that stuff costs money too, like glue, it's paper, so, yes, ink. Yeah. I forgot about that. Another thing that yeah, goes into pricing. Yeah. Shout out to um, Blick if you ever want to like, I mean, Michael's and um, is a good store to like get supplies, but we have a Blick out here and it's like insane. <laughs> Even the online store, like you can get like really professional clay and like stuff from there. So yeah, they need to I never me. even think about it. Usually you could get lots of sponsors like that. Um, yeah. I, I never even thought about like, all cause I'm in the digital world so much, but like, yeah it's cool like nowadays like well you look up 
like if you type in how to edit like lone wolf like so much stuff comes <laughs> up like how does that make you feel dude <laughs> like tons of tweet, people are doing that i was gonna tweet that the other day like i looked myself up on youtube and i got mad like because <laughs> it was like i don't know um i i feel like a lot of people um i mean it's cool it's it's honestly amazing to see like people making how-to videos but they're wrong <laughs> i was like, gonna say like, sometimes have you ever it's thought like, about it like doing it um, no i wouldn't <laughs> i don't know i like everyone I else like just is... having <laughs> no i like just having like releasing a product but i i don't know yeah i feel like maybe one day i'll like teach a class or something but as far as like all right now you're gonna want to i, I just can't like i can't yeah. do it maybe i would like, like just 40 year old you <laughs> yeah yeah maybe but yeah to go to go back like um i watched like this how-to video or there's a couple of them like and it's it's basically like predictions it was like people that say i do everything in photoshop or like you know and i'm like yeah mm, i don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i've not I, I don't like making predictions so i'm always careful like i i know that like i might be wrong so i've not done a how to edit like lone wolf i'd rather have you on the show so that works no yeah yeah <laughs> Well, if any, I mean, everybody, I feel like they're going to, people find it out one way or another. And I'm, I'm not like the magician, hides yeah. all their, you know, but like at the same time, I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like, um, as a creative, it's like, I'll just show you in a video and then I like people, you know, to kind of guess and like, you know, but yeah, it's, it's, um, all the effects I do are pretty much like all handmade and like, for the most part, like I try to stay away from presets and like, I just kind of stay in that, like that realm of like analog DIY, like stuff like that. So that's pretty much how, how it's, how it's done. So, yeah, it's like, uh, everyone's handwriting is unique. You know, you could do your handwriting. It won't be like your handwriting. So yeah, even if someone else it. does like other I mean, we didn't invent clay and paper, but like the way you put it together, it's gonna have like your handwriting to it. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah. Um, so, I guess like now you're in Chicago. You've kind of you're. It seems like you're kind of going to into this next phase. Like, what's next for Lone Wolf, the brand, the vision? What are you working yeah. on? Yeah. Um. So it's it's like. When you said that, it was just like, like a bunch of webs were just in my brain, but like in a good way, just like ideas and like everything that's going on. I feel like, um, I'm definitely moving more towards like, I mean, COVID has been not, not really. Okay. I'll say this, like COVID has been the best for my career financially, just because I'm an editor as much as a director. So I've been doing a lot of edits, but, um, kind of just gearing up to do more directing videos once everything opens up and just like figuring out um, like which way I want to go. Like, do I want to focus more on this or this? Um, so right now it's like, I strongly want to start creative directing artists, which would be directing, editing the videos, hiring people for rollouts and like 
that's just what my heart's been set on. So you'll, you'll expect, you can expect like me doing creative direction for like cool artists and like artists that I personally like across the scale, however big they are. Like I just love working with, with people that I believe in. And um, so you're going to see a lot more of, of that in the future in like the next like couple months. So, but yeah, there's like a lot of videos right now that I'm just sitting on that like, I don't want to go too much in the detail, but yeah, I, I definitely have, um, have ammo, which is cool. And then more merch dropping more merch, um, next month. I keep like pushing it back, but like, I just, <laughs> I know you, I know we touched on that, but like, I want to like, I mean, I've done umbrellas and like cool accessories. So I kind of want to just yeah. make sure when I'm releasing merch, it's like, it doesn't have to one up. I mean, I can aim to one up, but I want to like have just like a whole line of like quality, like knickknacks and like cool, like stuff like that. So yeah, I'm excited. I think, um, I'm dropping a video Tuesday with triathlon, this band, um, which is exciting because the last video I dropped was, um, it was like pop punk type. And then this one is more like indie, like rock, um, just like laid back and then the video after that i won't say that one but that one's like it's like a different genre which is cool so yeah i think just moving forward in my career i want to make sure that i'm keeping everything fresh doing a lot more storyline videos and and um just like keeping everything clean keeping everything you know keep people guessing i don't like to be in this realm where I'm predictable. So I want to like make sure when things are released, it's like, well, like I did not expect that, but I appreciate it. But yeah. And being in Chicago, it's like, I feel so like ready to like hit the ground running. I know, I know like now that we're like quarantined out here and on lockdown, it just makes me plot like so hard, like makes me just want to, like, I just have a whiteboard in my office and I'm just sitting there like we're going to get all this done, you know, like, so it's exciting. Yeah. yeah it sounds exciting. A lot of like love organizing. I love to do lists and everything, but yeah, Dude, I love following. Wait, wait, you wait, on... wait. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Justin, when you said to do list, I was like, let's go. So right now, <laughs> yeah, I got it right here. I let's have see. like every year. So this is 20, this is my 2020 notebook. But every day I write, I write them down. That's a big thing is like that reward system of like having a pen and crossing it out is so much better than having it in your notes. But yeah, I have like, I won't go under my bed, but I just have like to do lists. So it's like everything that I need to do, big or small, I just put it on there and I physically write it down. So it's like today is like Saturday to do just an interview you know and it's like all right cool we're gonna get you know so you you end up having it on your table and you just like look at it like okay cool i gotta get that done and then it's almost like a when you don't cross it out you're like well for me i'm like damn i'm lazy <laughs> so it's like i've been doing it for three years and it's just like the best thing i just and then you can go back to those notebooks and be like dang i had um I had Uzi edit on my to-do list for Friday of 2018. Like, dang, you know, even calendars, like writing 
like I just have a calendar that's like the same process and you can look at your calendars and be like, damn, like this is everything, you know, that I was doing that year, which is cool. But yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I keep, every time I get an idea, I write it down. And now I'm even yeah. getting to the point where I'll, like, I have like two to-do lists. I have like to do sooner and then later. And like Whoa. I have all types of systems like, and calendar. I just That's started using my changer. calendar more, but like, yeah, people think like maybe because we're the creative type, like we're just drawing with crayons all day, but like you can yeah. be productive too. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, all those videos that you said you're dropping, want, like uh, if anyone's not, definitely follow Zach on Instagram and YouTube uh, and Twitter, honestly, at Lone Wolf, right? Your tag's just at. Yeah, at, um, at Y Lone Wolf, W-H-Y-L-O-N-E-W-O-L-F. Um, I think on YouTube, you just look up Lone Wolf, L-O, like no spaces, and it's like the first channel, I think, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave so. all the links, but uh, definitely follow them because, yeah, whenever you do post something, like whether it's a new videos you're working on or whatever, I'm always like learning about some new, cool new artists or like it is always mm-hmm. like, uh, it's definitely not like, oh, another Lone Wolf video. Like I already know what this is, just scroll past. It's always like, yeah. oh, cool, you did some cool stuff on this one. So if anyone's yeah, not following you. you definitely a, a, a good addition to the feed um but Appreciate it. yeah i think we touched on a, a ton of good stuff obviously like there's tons there's tons of stuff that we just can't get to in one in one talk but <laughs> if you want to if you want to do like uh like three like questions that people ask you i'm down to like answer them like one that you might have seen frequently like let's I'm see down. i think i did i asked you like people want to know about like the gears and the printers specifically people want to know about like you know tra- charging for working prices so i mean i'm just getting people saying like they're hype like uh, <laughs> i'm not just saying that like people actually have asked for for me to interview yeah. you for a while because uh you That's are cool. one of those one of those like names you think of when you think of a good video editor and director um Appreciate but it. i guess lastly what i want to ask uh, that i think will help everybody just wrapping up like um, I mean, you're still pretty young. Like, you're a young guy. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're both young. But, like, you've been doing this for, like, since you were in high school. So, mm-hmm. you probably don't get the time to reflect on this too much all the time. But, like, for the people that are listening to this, that are where uh, high school Lone Wolf was, like, just yeah. kind of, like, in college, not really sure what's going on, maybe working just regular jobs. Um mm-hmm what is something that you tell yourself that you've learned over the past like five six years that older's lone wolf that's now moved to chicago it's got all these things going in the works like if you could talk to your younger self like what's like some what would you say like okay i would hmm, i would just i feel like younger high school me was very when I when I graduated out, it was like scary because it's like I don't want to do a regular job, like I don't want to like do this for the rest of my life, you know. Like all my friends were going on and they kind of had an idea of what they wanted to do. Me graduating and going to college was just like, even if it was like two semesters, I was so scared. So I think I would tell like my younger self like, just. And I feel like I had it in my mind when I was younger, like, but I would just tell myself to just stay on track, like stay doing what you're doing. Like it's scary, 
but it, the payoff is so worth it, you know, because when I was in college, I was so scared. I was just like, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, like thinking ahead, being like 19, 20, just like not knowing where to go was like, was, it was honestly my hunger. It was just like, I got to figure something out, you know? But yeah, I would just tell my, my younger self to just like that I'm exactly where I needed to be and to just, just focus, just stay focused on what you think is important. You know, you don't want to be doing something to please somebody else. You know, I know a lot of people that go to college that are like just going because their parents are like, you know, and then they just, you know, they're not doing what they love. So it's like, and it's the corniest thing because it's like people always tell you, you got to do what you love, you know, like, but it's so true because it's, it's your life. You know, you don't want to be living somebody else's dream. <laughs> so yeah, I would just say you're on the right track and you're, you're doing the right thing and just, just not worry <laughs> because me as a kid was just always worried. Like, damn how am I going to make money from this? Like, but you figure it out. Like once you, once you get the ball rolling and it's all just comes down to not overthinking because it's like, you can, you can think yourself into not doing something because of like, I feel like we love to create scenarios and like talk ourselves out of things. But at the same time, I think if you just not, you one big thing too, sorry for ranting, but I feel like we get in our own way so often, you know, we get in our own way and it's as simple as that, like not being in your own way allows you to just not overthink and then you're able to get things done. And then you're, you know, me and I reflect on it a lot. Like I think being in this position, it's like, it feels like a video game. And you, and you talk, you telling me how much that I did or like that I've been in the game for a while. It's like, damn. And it's only been a couple years. It feels like, you know, so it's like, I feel like if you're just passionate and driven and you have the right people around you, you can just go full force and just create your own world, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Yeah, awesome. I, I agree. Like, things are going to look different. Um, maybe from, like, when we were trying to build our stuff up to, like, when someone now in high school, they got different platforms. They got, like, TikTok and all this, like, different stuff. And it's probably going to keep mm -hmm. doing different stuff. But everything you said is really true. Like, 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 working on that hunger, but also, like, trusting what you like to do and, and, doing stuff that you understand why you're doing it, not just for someone else. Um, and and hopefully everyone finds their own lane and figures out what works for them. But uh, yeah. yeah, so there's tons of stuff. I think everyone can list that, that. If you listen to this far, thank you so much. Like I'm sure yeah. you've got tons of stuff. If they do want to reach out to you, um, I, you're always doing like Q and A's on your Instagram and stuff. So definitely follow Zach on all those, on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, like I said. Uh, if you guys want to check out all of the other episodes of this podcast or watch this one, you can watch it on YouTube or listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere that you listen to podcasts. 
Um, any, yes, I guess we we really touched it off. It's been too long since I've done episodes. Uh, I can't. <laughs> I don't have like a solid wrap up, but we touched on a lot. So thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, definitely, we're gonna keep in touch. I'm looking forward to see all those new new projects, and I'm trying to get that next umbrella drop. I missed I missed the last one. <laughs> it gets rainy yes, out here. <laughs> the spring, I got you in the spring. <laughs> I, I need, man, I need something for snow. I need a, you know what I need the I need a lone wolf ice scraper. Oh my god! I'll get the I'll get the ones that have the mitt connected to it. You ever Let's see those? Go. They're like a mitt with a scraper. <laughs> I haven't I seen you. those, but. <laughs> Anyways, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. And we'll catch you in the next... Oh, yeah, I was going to say, we we did a lot of talking, but definitely Lone Wolf is definitely a a visual artist. So go check out his work. Uh, All of the visuals really speak for themselves, too, and speak to everything that he's been saying. So thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys in the next episode.